Off top. Barnacles are hermaphrodites with penises eight times the size of their body. Play the music. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. Welcome to the Dominique Foxworth Show that I'm sure is going to get canceled after I teach people about my science facts. I'm here. Teached? Huh? Teached? What? I said teach? That's how I said teach. They said teach? Oh, yeah. We're here, for, we're here for science, not English, Bill. That's all right. <laughs> One of my teammates, it's something that I pull out all the time. One of my teammates told me a long time ago, Fabian Washington, great guy from Florida, fast as he was a first-round pick, the Oakland mm-hmm. Raiders. We trained together at the um, Combine. But I used to, when we were on the Ravens together, I used to correct him when he would, like, you have a heavy slang. And I stopped because one time he said, if you can correct me, then you know what I mean. And I was like, yeah, I'm just being a yeah. You're right. <laughs> just correct that's, that's you, just why, being an asshole. That's why I'm here. That's, why, <laughs> that's my purpose on the show is to be the show. That's fair. So, well, uh, I am the show host. Charlie is mm-hmm. also a show host. And we are joined mm-hmm. today by Bill Barnwell, noted show. Can I mm-hmm. give you a better barnacle fact? Ooh, you're going to out barnacle my barnacle oh, yeah. fact? After, barnacle me up. <laughs> barnacle me up. After mating season, barnacle's penises dissolve and then regrow before the next mating season. Dang. Brian's going to cut all this out. Brian's not here for, no, for, no, for, no. for yeah. people getting not, these barnacles. Not just... Not just a barnacle, another barnacle fact, but a, a second barnacle penis fact. What is that? Bill, what do you know about the inguinal canal? Nothing about the inguinal canal. All right, we're getting way too far off. We got lots of football stuff to talk about today. But before we get to the football stuff, I got to tell you a little something about my weekend. I went to, it's sports related, I went to a basketball game and it was magnificent. I saw the Heat and the Wizards. Wow. Who cares about the game? They had a KRS-One concert after the game. So you can imagine the clientele. Oh, (laughs) man. Was I in my element? Was my demographic fully represented? I got called Youngblood so many times. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. My arm tired from all the dap hugs and the fist bumps and the Youngbloods. I loved every second of it in there. Man, I just want to shake your hand. Yeah, I just want to shake your hand, brother. Uh-huh. No, don't, don't stop. I don't want to hold you up, brother. I love you. I love what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing, young blood. It's like, oh, damn right, brother. Sorry about Lamar. Incredible. Like, yeah, me That's too. like, sorry about Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I added that. That was that was just, just my own uh, my own uh, jokes added to it. No, uh, no one apologized to me about Lamar. But we we all were in mourning there together. <laughs> it was just all of us were in mourning together about Lamar getting put out of the playoffs. <laughs> We still love uh, Mahomes, though. Anyway, mm. football's happening. Charlie, what do you want to talk about, buddy? All right, guys. It is. This is airing the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. We got a lot of storylines to lean into for this. And to do that, we're going to go into a game that we used to play when we all did debatable together called What Are the Chances? That was you guys. I, I'm more than just a pair of hands. Isn't that yes. shocking? If you turn on the YouTube, it's not just a floating <laughs> pair of that translucent, was, was pasty white time? hands. Don't ruin the surprise. No mm. one knows. I thought that was Steve Levy the whole time. <laughs> um, you know, more of a Shap guy. It was actually Jeremy Shap. That's a fair point. You got Shap-like hands. <laughs> I got Shap hands. Um, all right, guys. So, uh, by the way, big week for us. Back-to-back podcast between Bill Barnwell and Dominique Foxworth. You can catch us at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club on Thursday night of Super Bowl week. 
combined podcast. You guys, Mita Kimes, Kevin Clark. But I digress. Let's go to the first topic. What are the chances Brock Purdy wins over his critics with his Super Bowl performance? Ooh. All right. Are you you're specifically talking about the people at the basketball game that Dominique was seeing? <laughs> I am right? not. I think it's a very different clientele that they criticize. Very, Bur- no, no, the Purdy. Purdy the Purdy haters are a, a different group altogether. They're, I think they're used. The yeah, people so who are Purdy nerds. It's nerds. <laughs> yeah. It's the nerds or the Purdy haters. Um I got a lot of Brock Purdy. He got he got something to him. Yep. I don't know. That's that's normally what I get. It's like, yeah, I don't know what it is about him. Brock Purdy, I like, I like, I like he got something to him. Um, but anyone who can be won over, I think will be won over by Brock Purdy's performance in the Super Bowl. Anyone who is not won over by it, I'm and that's I'm projecting that I think he'll have a good performance. Uh anyone who is there, because there's some people that are just biased. So I'll say 75% chance because I think he plays well. Watching the way that he played in the last game was up and down, but I have faith in Brock Purdy. Given the consistency that he's thrown, he's shown through the course of this season as the quarterback of that team, the dynamics, yeah, he's been consistently good. There have been wild plays, which he takes those. He plays like a barnacle. Yeah, he does play like a wild man. But consistently, he's been good over the season. You're shaking your head like he's been bad. I get that he puts the ball in harm's way sometimes, but I think – that. One, oh, it's not that? What is it? No, the word you used is consistent. Yeah, okay. That's and, fair. And I think we've seen, especially in the postseason the past two weeks, the past two games, Brock Purdy has been incredible in the fourth quarter, but he has not been good in the first half of those games. He's, he's put his arm away and been like, I don't need this until the fourth quarter. I'm just going to throw some stuff out there. In the third, third quarter, the fourth quarter, I will be good. And that has not necessarily been consistent is the word i, I would yeah, not throw out there I, he, i'm sorry go peaks that are really good yeah consistent's the wrong word but i think that i'm at this point in the season we're taking a broad look at the entire season so if you look at any sure. one game i think you're right it's like the stock market it's up and down for brock purdy with some really exciting peaks but over the course of the season he's been pretty high performing throughout uh most of the season uh and i think the last week's game was probably a good representation of the brock purdy that you're gonna get is there's gonna be some real head scratcher throws and plays and then there's going to be some outstanding plays but it is my belief that in this situation he's gonna play well it reminds me or at least i'm i don't know if he'll be as good as jalen hurts was in last year's game but i suspect that he'll have a good game and it's based on nothing other than his very short track record of having a really good career so far i don't see any reason why he can't have the success in uh the super bowl also can i ask you guys a question because there's been a lot of, of Brock Purdy discussion the past couple weeks do you think there's more people who think brock purdy is a game manager or more more people refuting or arguing the fact that brock purdy is a game manager because now it feels like the backlash to it is so strong that there's more people saying Brock Purdy's not a game manager. How dare you say that as opposed to people who actually believe that? I, I think at this point, there's not anyone who, or there's very few people who are paying attention who believe Brock Purdy is a game manager. I actually think that the Brock Purdy thing has been pretty illustrative of how small NFL Twitter is, who we're talking to <laughs> about this stuff, where it's like, it's a very small sect of people who like feel compelled to tell you that Brock Purdy is terrible. When like the reality is he's kind of a wild man and he's yep. pretty good. He's yeah. just not. Yeah. He's just not Patrick Mahomes. He's not a, this yeah. elite type quarterback yet. I think yeah. by and large, and he, it, go ahead. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, 
Face off. We're right. gonna sit here. I'm in for long. Gonna... I I did solid core this weekend. I am in for the Bro, long haul. Bro, I I I know sitting up after doing solid core is hurting you. I know <laughs> you, you, you want to lay you down. You need tummy time. Oh, you need tummy time God. to stretch out the abs. That's Broke me off. My wife wanted me to go with her, so I was like, "Sure, I'll go." And I've been before, so it wasn't like I was I was um like in there overconfident. I knew it was gonna hurt. And then the very first exercise, she's like, "If you need to modify, go ahead to your knees for this plank." I'm like, "I mean, I've been I ain't been in a while, but I I can do a damn plank." Oh, six minutes into the class, I'm like, "I'm gonna throw up today." <laughs> I'm definitely gonna earl all over this reformer. Bill, <laughs> can I can I tell you a Dominique story from one of our gallivants in New York City? Uh oh, does it involve No, it just so. it it involves Dominique's stubbornness and how this is illustrative for why he's so sore after solid core. Yep. So we were eating dinner. It was yep. me, the coward Parakeet Cortez, mm-hmm. and Pablo Torre. Yep. Dominique, we were in a booth. Dominique said, "I I need to go to the bathroom. I gotta pee." Parakeet Cortez called Dominique's bladder a coward. The Dominique then uh, refused to modify the situation, just like he did in Solidcore. And he sat there for an hour, despite the fact that we'd been, we had been drinking all afternoon. Hold on, hold on, and hold, held, on, hold, on hold on, hold on. Held it in hold on, hold just on, to show that he was on. tougher than us. Well, hold all on, of us on, peed hold on, at hold on, that. Hold on, hold on. Who peed first, me or Keat? Parakeet. Whose obliques are more sore because of this exact reason? Oh, all right. You laugh all you want. Laugh all you well, want. Dude, I'm I'm, going I'm built like a pear on popsicle stick. So I'm, I, who am I laughing at? Obviously, this, this laugh, discipline works. Laugh all you want. I need it in my life. I need a little competition. I found an opportunity to compete. Somebody questioned my fortitude. Guess what? I'm going to pee my pants before I let you did, outman me, Parakeet. You, you retracted everything into your inguinal canal. <laughs> I did. Inguinal canal got, a lot, canal got a lot of work that day. Since we <laughs> since we are out here divulging Gallivan stories, how about I tell them about the time when you threw up after two drinks? And three dinners. <laughs> <laughs> my metabolism doesn't work like Dominique's. This man threw up after two drinks. And a cup, it was like uh, and three a couple, and a half drinks. Three and a half drinks and a couple of dinners. He was walking back. <laughs> Don't 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 you guys have work to do during uh, the week? Like, it is work. Where do you Once we, we talk about it on the podcast, then it's work. This might be the best part of the show. You're welcome, fans. Oh, it's definitely the best part of the show. Of that there is <laughs> do no you, doubt whatsoever. Do you realize the first episode we do together after we've been in Vegas oh for several gosh. days together is <laughs> just going to yeah, be stuff gonna, like this? It's going to be a Galavan recap. Just Galavan recap of all the foolishness that takes place in Vegas. I'm going to be on a strict one-in-one-out policy of, drink, <laughs> of drinks to vomit. <laughs> all right. What, what are we talking about? All right. We'll go, more 49. We're, okay. we're going to move to the Chiefs in a little bit. All right. um, they are <laughs> also playing in the Super Bowl. But... And this is going to speak to your point about Brock Purdy, Bill. It's what, not just what Brock. What make about Brock Purdy? That that they have been, that Brock Purdy, Purdy and the 49ers have been up and down in this postseason. Okay, sure. What are the chances that we get four quarters of good football from the 49ers in the Super Bowl? Zero. Zero <laughs> percent. That's it. <laughs> they can't play a clean game. Uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, go ahead, Bill. Twenty percent. I I think. I mean, even if. Brock Purdy is the better version of Brock Purdy that we've seen, which I'm hopeful for because I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but I'm skeptical of because if you go through Brock Purdy's history, there is a pretty big drop-off, more than the usual drop-off, when he plays top 10 teams on defense. And he has not played many of those this year. A couple of them are the Browns, who they lost to, and he had a, a rough game, and the Ravens, who they lost to, and he had a rough game. And he was good against the Cowboys, so 
I'm not saying he can't do it, but I think when he plays very good defenses, some of that stuff that he tries leads to incompletions, leads to interceptions. And to me, if you throw an interception, that's basically a ruined quarter. Like it's really hard to throw an interception and have a you know a, a good quarter on offense. So to me, I will say the chances are slim, but not zero percent. Come on, Dominique. Yeah, um, I'll give him twenty five percent chance. Yeah. And this is about the whole team too, because yeah. one of the questions is is like what and genuinely based on how the defense has played at certain points in the postseason, what's more likely to cost them a turnover or yeah. defensive lapses where they get run on or can't pressure the quarterback. I'm actually more concerned, probably, I wouldn't say more concerned, but I'm more concerned about the 49ers defense than I've been in a long time. And I think the numbers support that. It's not like eye-popping revelation. But Patrick Mahomes has always played pretty well against that defense, even when they were incredibly talented. So him in this situation uh, should be scary. They've diversified their defense some, but they've had to because they haven't had the killers on the front, or at least they haven't mm. been producing the way that they normally have. And with the weakness of the tackles of the the Chiefs, I think that D-line's going to have to show up. That's the only way I think that they have hope of slowing down, not even incredibly potent, but slowing down Patrick Mahomes. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Rushing too fast. Take your time. Take your do, time. You, do you guys think that the Niners – are going to trust Brock Purdy in this game? I don't know if that's a question on the list, yeah, but I want to ask you guys I would say because no. that that's 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 like to me what we saw from them in 2019. They did not trust Jimmy Garoppolo in that game until they had to. Even in the postseason this year, yeah. they've been a little skeptical about trusting Brock Purdy until they've had no choice. And Brock Purdy's rewarded them when they've needed him to play well in the second half of these games. But now against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan maybe puckers up a tiny bit when oh, put a pin in that too. Not the actual <laughs> puckering part, but the other the other we'll get to that as yeah. well. Okay. Um I do have a question though. And this is this you know. You can say there are no stupid questions, they're just stupid people, and that might apply to this one. But based on the teams that they have played so far sure. in the postseason that have potent offenses that were able to score on the 49ers. Are we totally sure that they're going to need to trust Brock Purdy as much in this game? This game is likely not going to be a shootout. Yeah, I get you. I, I know it's so hard to predict. The Super Bowl is always a one-off that feels a little mm-hmm. – it sometimes feels a little different than uh, what you expect from the team. So we could have – minus that curveball, I still think that Patrick Mahomes is playing really well right now. Yeah. And while they didn't put up a lot of points in the, in the last two games, one – I think we all agreed that some of it was like by circumstances. He didn't want to take big risks against a team that had as potent a pass rush uh, and talented secondary players as the Ravens. And the other game was like an ice bowl. So I do think that Patrick Mahomes has more command of the offense, which at this point in the season than he's had all year, which is to be expected. So I'm not sure that they won't be able to move the ball and score. The way they looked those first few drives in Baltimore felt like they could score on anybody with Patrick playing that way. And he's going to dial up his risk profile in this game. And he's one of the few players that is capable of dialing it up without necessarily increasing the amount of turnovers. That is one of my favorite stories. Sorry, Bill, I'll pass you. That's one of my favorite stories about Patrick Mahomes reflecting on his time in college yeah. was that part of the reason he was sort of maybe part of the reason he was underdrafted. I guess he wasn't the 10th pick in the draft, so he went pretty high. Part of the reason he was under scouted as a top, top prospect 
was that he intentionally, knowing how bad his defense was, was like, I need to score a touchdown on every possession in college. And that sort of framed him being a wild man when he's in college. It's really interesting because if you're that smart at 19, it reflects why he's that smart of a quarterback now. There's like two elements to this, right? Like there's the question of, do you need to have your quarterback score every drive or do you need your quarterback just not to screw up every drive? Mm -hmm. And that's to me the bigger issue when it comes to a closer lower scoring game is maybe it comes down to a short field maybe it comes down to an interception maybe it comes down to a strip sack and i mean i kind of trust patrick mahomes not to do that stuff more than i trust brock purdy maybe that's unfair um i don't think the numbers are that far off when it comes to that stuff but i do think that you know that is the the element here that plays up in a in, in a lower scoring game and I, and I also trust the Chiefs' defense to be able to create those opportunities more than I do the 49ers' defense, as crazy as it sounds with Bosa over there. Uh, I mean, the way that McDuffie's been playing and Carl mm. Loftus has been playing, obviously Chris Jones. And, frankly, the the from week to week, the schemes, and it's uh, a reflection of how talented Spagnola is, but also how uh, smart the players are. Is like there, there are lapses in coverages occasionally, but there are very few lapses in coverages when they're doing, like, unique coverages from week to week that I have to watch the tape or I have to watch one play three and four times to like actually know what the coverage is like this play is actually happening right now it's not me trying to predict pre-snap like a quarterback like no I'm watching this play and then I watch it again and I watch it again and like this is some hybrid weird coverage that has rules that aren't clear to all of us which they have just implemented this week that they hadn't done the week before and that mm-hmm. type of stuff is going to lead to or could lead to mistakes from Brock Purdy I'm talking myself out of thinking that Brock Purdy's going to have a good game while we're sitting here I'm getting nervous for him Dominique what would you do with Legarius Sneed in this game, um, Darius Snead has been shadowing the opposing team's number one receiver for most of the regular season. The Niners got like four number one players you could put him on. So yeah. I don't know what you do. Yeah, and they do. Darius Snead does the shadow, but he, they haven't been playing like exclusively man coverage. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't mean this as a slight to Darius Snead, but I think. It is more a credit to his intelligence than it is his man coverage skill because to be able to move around in different spots and execute the coverages uh, when you're, like, figuring out what you're going to do at the snap of the ball is a hard thing to do, and it's impressive. So I think I would try to simplify the game as much as possible. I will try to keep him away from Debo, honestly. Like, I, If anything, I'd love to have him more on Ayuk than on on Debo because this is more a mentality thing than anything. It's like I don't need – Legarius in a fight with Debo because Legarius is a physical <laughs> corner and you know who you don't want to get in a physical matchup with it's Debo like I want Legarius on Ayuk on Jennings go somewhere else and do that because that's part of his advantage I think is that type of play I don't think you win that game with Debo Samuel um so yeah I think if anything which it's not what they've been doing but I'd go away from Debo who is their best probably their best not even their best weapon. It's crazy the town they got because he's he's really good, but I think Christian is actually even better than him. I got a question just coming off this. How happy would the 49ers be if, if they went out there and Legarius Sneed was just shadowing Juwan Jennings the entire game? I wasn't going to say anything. I really was not going to be an <laughs> but I was, I was like, Dominique wants him on Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings would be on Juwan. the bench half the game. Legarius Sneed is standing over there next to the Gatorade cooler like, I got you, Juwan. 
I said, you're not I going uke. anywhere. I said, I uke first, who's having a great year. That's true. And you guys wanted to find the joke, which is fine. I'm sorry for stepping on it. Good job. <laughs> cackle, 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 cackle. Let's uh, Hey, what if Dominique said he could go guard Kyle Shanahan? Yucka, 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 yuck, yuck, yuck. Ray Ray McLeod? He's out. <laughs> he might be out there for like a punt. <clears throat> Michael <Anyway>. James. <laughs> Uh, let's just name some guys here on the dominique foxworth show jj stokes one of my favorite things in football in football twitter just naming guys (laughs) you know 53 man roster can we name them all (laughs) hell no i can't i like naming old guys like jj stokes yeah no question Uh, i sent uh, mike ryan a text a couple days ago the 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 entirety of the text was carnell lake Mm. He was better than JJ Stokes. <laughs> just bring out, just bring out random safety names. Shout out Carnell Lake. Names that you forgot, but when you heard it, you was like, "Oh, that's right, Steelers." Mm. I used Dominique on uh, Immaculate Grid the other day, and I was going to text him, and then I was like, "There's, he's not going to care about this. There's no reason for me to text him with this information." I love that. He would have just said, "Cool." Yeah. And all, he and all, would have been thumbs up emoji. No, no further conversation. <laughs> And the thing is, is that that was it's it's just more a reflection on him being a Luddite or a Luddite. How, I, am I? A, am I? You're Luddite. the English teacher here, Luddite. Then it is actually his yeah. lack of excitement. No, I actually, his think it's thumbs cool. just don't work that yeah. well. Know, it's too slow. I'm old. Face, Facebook or whatever. No, uh, sla- snap face. That's it. Snap face. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents. Hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DF. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey. You never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. What are, guys, next one. Okay. The Chiefs. It's time to talk about this Chiefs offense. Good. Okay. What are the chances the Chiefs wide wide receivers cost them in the Super Bowl? There's no chance. None. I guess Kadarius no? Tony is going to be doing solid core or something and not playing in the game. <laughs> well, Kadarius Tony is is going to be doing injured. a live podcast during the game. Uh, 
I mean, of course there's a chance, but I, I think that Patrick Mahomes has, they've modified the offense to where they don't throw. I was watching that game against the, the Ravens and wondering why the Ravens safeties would pay any attention to the receivers through the course of that entire game. Like, seriously, I would just say, hey, you corners, man coverage. We're going to make him throw it over there before we start to help. And we're going to crowd the middle of the field with our safeties and just leave you guys locked up. But, yeah, I mean... I have to believe that if they are going to leave them in isolation, Patrick Mahomes' accuracy and decision-making is going to be good enough that they will be able to catch because they are receivers. I, I don't think that the drops will be as big a problem as they have been. I don't think Kadarius Tony is even going to play. So I think they'll, they won't cost them the game. Dominique calling for the rarely used in professional sports. Uh, leave the kid in jean shorts in the corner alone and don't cover him in youth basketball strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Which, uh, I, I I've been on both sides of that equation. I don't. the The only way they cost them the game is with a turnover, right? Like either it's a fumble through the end zone or a ball off their I hands for a pick. One. Well, I don't even mean cost them the game. It's like just cost them. Like way, make right. them make it a game that change change the. The so tenor of the script this, of the game. Because there's obviously going to be more things than kind of one wide receiver play. It's not like Zay Flowers type of deal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unfair, but I guess it's not unfair because they brought it on themselves. But yeah. receivers make mistakes. They're going to be issues, mm -hmm. but they're going to be so magnified. Like I, I, The point that I want to make is I don't think that they're going to have like an exceptionally bad game as they've had at certain points this season. But they could have drops because people drop things sometimes. But I don't see it as like they're going to have uh, – I don't see Kadarius Tony lining up offsides or MVS dropping a touchdown pass. Like those you are don't things. see that. The MVS I, thing, you cannot see those, just setting, because Just, just because they up for social they, media. I'm they saying. have happened. I understand that. But I don't see them happening again. A That's week all. ago, you said they were the worst unit I still in the entire are. NFL. I still think of they are. any so, position group on any team. I, did I say that for yes, real? Yes, including was, the Panthers. That, was, that team exists. Okay, that was hyperbole trying to make a point. They are a bad unit. They're still NFL football players. Like, they're going to be line up in the right position. They're going to catch the ball when thrown to them. This I is think. like the worst game of Clue ever. <laughs> Sky Moore uh, directly passed, uh, lateraling the ball to a 49ers player inside the red zone. Oh, like, gosh. don't. Don't such a, Dominique, I'm, I'm your friend. Him. I don't want to see you get set up for this. This is bad for you. Don't do this. It's fine. Don't rely on the Chiefs wide receivers. Okay, it's fine. I understand. I, I think this is an offense that is going to be as desperate to avoid including any yeah. wide receiver not named Rishi Rice as much as possible. They have more than doubled, I believe, their use of two and three tight end sets during the postseason. And to me, I think that's how they're going to approach this contest. I think they want the Niners in base defense. I don't think they want five or six defensive backs on the field. I think they want to try and attack the guy who is not Fred Warner or Drake Greenlaw or in Burks in coverage. I think they want to attack the safeties in coverage. And all that sounds like you're throwing to your tight ends, you're throwing Isaiah Pacheco, and you're running the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, and to me, I think that's going to be the game plan outside of, you know, RPOs, outside of the occasional throw to the wide receivers if someone's wide open, outside of a scramble drill. Like, I, I don't think this is going to be a game plan that is oh, going uh, to put wide receivers in a big position to do something. Is there something about playing with a great quarterback that I'm unaware of that makes it more challenging? Because the, the sheer, I guess, probability of 
the situation suggests that they should have more good receivers than just Rice. And to me, it's kind of mind-blowing because we always think, and we always say it every time, like when Sammy Wykes, oh, he's going to, He's going to dominate now that he's here with Patrick Holmes. Like you always assume that you're going to get the best version of a player when he is in certain situations, when he's with a great quarterback. And it, it doesn't make sense to me because if this is the best version of these players, then it doesn't make sense to me that they were drafted at all. And I'm sure they'll get other chances elsewhere, but Kadarius Tony was an explosive player. And we saw the best version of him last year, I guess, in returning punts and catching that one touchdown because the Eagles didn't know how to deal with uh, motion. But I don't know. I'm filibustering because I was trying to give you time to make up some sort of explanation to satiate my curiosity. But it really blows my mind. There has to be some reason why they can't have success in this situation. Well, this is a question for Charlie, clearly. So I'm going to let Charlie answer it. Oh, really? Was it? I, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. it's a fair point. Yeah, because you are you're not your, you're not the best host ever, and you're sitting across from me. So, mm-hmm. how is that possible? I mean, look at LeBron's teammates. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guys, forget how to shoot the basketball when they're next when they're next to one of the greatest players of all time. All right, we can just move on. Maybe it's just nervousness. Is this proof that Aaron Rodgers wasn't actually that good because MVS wasn't nervous catching his passes? <laughs> Roundabout way. All right, sorry um, for the it's detour. That, that calming sensation of Randall Cobb around that mm, made it better. I, I mean, it feels like. There's not consistency in how these guys are used. Like, not that Andy Reid's benching a guy after a job every week, but like they're asked to do some kind of, you know, a little bit of weirder stuff than I think normal wide receivers are asked to do. And so much of this Chiefs offense for the wide receivers is like scramble drill. It's it's stuff out yeah. of structure. It's stuff where you're not just running a regular route. And so not that they're not dropping stuff when they're running right. regular routes because they are, but I think like there's not the consistent okay i dropped this pass but i'm gonna get six more targets in this game like the way this offense is structured you might get one or two chances a game so if you get that drop you're thinking about it all week you're not thinking about it for like five minutes before you get another chance to catch the football what are the chances this is the last time we see this super bowl matchup like ever i mean like in the with these type of teams like I've... before <sighs> before we have cyborgs playing you're saying in the human era of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think like in the Mahomes era and the Shanahan era, yeah. I guess would be the two mainstays for both sides. And I think we all believe that Patrick Mahomes will get to another Super Bowl, uh, another few Super Bowls. Will the 49ers? If it were if it were another team, I might say no, but it feels like the way that the 49ers have been able to stay competitive through all of the Shanahan period, through multiple quarterbacks, through a failed trade for a number one, uh, or not number one overall, for a first-round pick. It's just been impressive the way that they've been able to continue to recreate this team despite mistakes and still be competitive. So it suggests to me that even if they aren't going to, if they have to take a dip for the next couple of years, like I've come to believe that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan will find a way to be in contention really soon if even if after this they have to take a step back yeah i lean towards more the step back thing and it's not because i don't think their players are good but i mean this was a year where you got healthy seasons out of kittle mccaffrey Ayuk, samuel 
Trent Williams missed a couple games. Trent Williams was mostly healthy. Yeah, I mean, they missed a couple games, I guess, but there was no serious injury costing any of them half a year. Brock Purdy was healthy all year. Nick Bosa held out and was healthy for the entire year. The Fred Warner was healthy for the entire year. The big player they lost was Talano Hufango, who's also their youngest player, kind of in their core group of stars. But that's tough to count on with some of these guys' injuries, his injury histories. Good thing I'm the English per- English-speaking person on this <laughs> podcast. And then... On top of that, you mentioned the Trey Lance thing. They haven't really felt the full effect of that yet. They're right. missing three first-round picks from that core, and that adds up over years because now you have to replace those guys with either a free agent or a guy drafted later in the draft. Um, you know, and again, that might work out. They've found some players in later rounds who have been good, but it's tough to rely upon. You know, having a, like a, a whole multi-year process of missing first-round picks and having absolutely nothing to show for it maybe if brock purdy is great or maybe they move on from brock purdy and get another cheap quarterback maybe that works out but i think as purdy gets expensive this team's going to get much tougher when it comes to competing and so i think this is their best chance of winning a super bowl in the shanahan era yeah i mean i I guess it depends on how long the horizon is you're thinking of so i i think that you're right they haven't come into paying for those decisions yet but i suspect that Kyle Shane is not going anywhere and John Lynch isn't going anywhere. And they've proven that they know how to put together a winner, even in tough situations. I have to believe that they'll be back. No? I was going to say those Nick, those Nick Mullen, CJ Beathard years, they were not winning games. So they, they, they got to find a quarterback. They were. Yeah, fair. They were more successful than I think any of us expected, but they moved on no to another quarterback. And if you have like big barnacle Brock, <laughs> if you have the, uh, uh, I'm, I don't remember all the draft position of all their star players, but I, I mean, I they weren't top ten picks for yeah, sure. They, a lot of them so were. like they they can they can find a way to build and like their quarterback, no the toughest position they found at the very end of the draft. So yeah, I have faith in organizational stability of the 49ers. Obviously, this can change a, a good bit after Sunday's game, but they are currently the favorite for the Super Bowl next year. They're plus four fifty. They're favorite above the Chiefs, and that, that's a reflection of the NFC also. Like it's not like you have to go through all the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You're yeah, but you're but going like, through Dak just, Prescott to get to the Super Bowl. Didn't we just do this with Wait the AFC? Here that. we go. Uh, <laughs> like we we just did this with the AFC. We're like, oh, you're gonna have to go through Burrow. You're gonna have to go through Herbert. Those dudes didn't make it. It was the Texans and like the Colts almost Bro, made man. the playoffs. No one's, ever, no one's ever said. Yeah, you have now to go you now, now you got to go through Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said you got to go through Herbert. It's Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Jackson. Yeah. Those are the names. No one's ever said you got to go through. Herbert. And do, you, do you know? Do you know who people said Rogers? Do you know who, yeah, Mahomes, do you know who Mahomes went through to get yeah, to this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Straw man. Uh, so that's my superhero. Um, that's my superhero is Straw and man. Tua, oh. the, the MVP Tua's- candidate. Tua, who led the league in passing yards, he would have been. We would have loved him so much in 1996. He didn't play. Do against you think the Chiefs. Who, he played you against think the Tua's wind. warmed up yet? He did. What's that? Do you think two is warmed up yet since the Chiefs game? Oh Do you think he God. feels like 100%? It's so crazy. That man, Patrick Mahomes' helmet cracked a hole in it. Like, I've never seen that happen before mm-hmm. to a quarterback. Who was that fullback so on West Virginia who kept breaking his face mask back in the Pat White, Steve Slayton era? Oh, Owen Schmidt? Owen, Owen Schmidt? <laughs> what a pull. I have no idea. If you way, say so, I believe Steve Atwater. Oh, safety great name. safety. Great safety. Um, right, got two- right up there with Atari Bigby. <laughs> Ooh. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, 
winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Got two more for you. We can go quicker on these ones. I right, got it. What are the chances Kyle Shannon blows another big lead in the Super Bowl? Blows another big lead in the Super Bowl. I guess, is it more likely that he blows a big lead or is able to come back from down? They've done it twice in back-to-back weeks, but prior to that, that was a big storyline that they were incapable of it. Like, it's probably more likely that he blows a big lead than three times in a row comes back. Um, but to answer your question specifically, I don't know, 50-50? It feels unfair to say blowing a big lead when it's damn Patrick Mahomes over there. <laughs> like, they blew a 10-point lead with six minutes last, last time they yeah, played him in the Super Bowl. Damn, that's, that hurts, but 10, 10 points in six minutes to lose the Super Bowl. All right, so I, I'd say um, uh, 50% chance, coin toss. 50-50? I think you have to get a lead to have a 50-50 chance. And are we sure the Niners are going to get a big lead in this game? Are you that confident they're going to get ahead in this game? You surprised me. I thought that you were, like, calling me out because 50-50 is, like, disrespectful to the 49ers. You're like, no, they can't even get a lead, which is a it's fair point. It's disrespectful to the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. It should be a lower percentage chance because I'm not sure that I think that they'll have a big lead to blow headed into the fourth quarter. But I, I thought that I was expressing – uh, less confidence in the 49ers, but I think I inadvertently expressed a lot of confidence in the 49ers. So, yeah, I think whatever number Bill comes up with, I want to choose that one too. <laughs> I'm going to say 25%. Me too. I'm going to yeah. say if they get a lead, they have a 50-50 chance. Like, do we, do you guys think there's any reason to believe Kyle Shanahan has changed the way he's coached based on the mistakes or the issues that have come up in the past when he's blown big games. Like, do you think he's seen that stuff and said, I have to approach this differently? Or do you think he's just like, nah, we're good. I'm just going to, we'll, we'll just be better the next time we get in that situation. It's clear that he's decided that he will solve that problem by never having a lead headed into the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> that's called that's called evolution. That man's like, you know the, what? The reverse Lamar. Yeah, he's like, I don't like leads in the fourth quarter. I stink those up. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get down by a few. And then I'll be uh, in my element. Remember that time Matt Ryan dropped back to pass? Oh, gosh. Man, that, boy, that poor Shanahan. He just That's, kept going backwards. I like, can we go through? Yeah, may, I, I might do this later. Just look at the, like, the biggest <laughs> win probabilities blown in Super Bowl history. I feel like next to the Malcolm Butler interception, Kyle Shanahan might be associated with two of the higher ones. Like 10 points with six minutes to go. And... The 27-3, yeah. like those. 28-3. I mean, Don't do not sell them short. My bad. 28-3, like those have got to be up there as far as the biggest win probability swings in Super Bowl history. Pretty sure the, the Seahawks one's going to beat it. Like it's going to be at the top. Yeah. You're on the two-yard line. Yeah, like that's going to be pretty significant. But it was bad. I wrote a whole mm -hmm. column about the win probability swing in that game, Dominique Fox. You can check that out on ESPN.com. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was like less than 1%. And then it kept going up and up and up, and then it was no more. I I I don't believe Kyle Shanahan is different. I think he's a little more aggressive on fourth downs than he's been in years past. I think he's trusting his offense a little bit more. But 
there's a big difference between trusting it when you are up by you know a touchdown in the second quarter or whether it's your the game is on the line in the fourth quarter or at the end of the first half and you have to trust your offense to not turn the ball over or not give the ball to the defense i i'll believe it when i see it but i'm skeptical they don't have like Kyle Shannon seems part of his philosophy seems to me that he never really wants to get to a third down and he doesn't really have third down plays and the problem (laughs) is when you're down by a lot of points it is all third down plays Mm -hmm. and like they don't thrive in that situation which like I get it third down scary for offenses because that's when defensive do, do their most weird freaky things and that's when you are likely to turn the ball over as sack fumbles and interceptions but I guess the the way that his offenses work, who am I to criticize Kyle Shanahan's offensive efficiency? However, I guess it, it goes to the point of trade-offs. Like, you can't be great at everything, and they've decided that the most pivotal down in sports, eh, I ain't worried about it. I'll, I, I want to flip that question, actually. Do you think if Kyle Shanahan loses this game and loses it because he blows a lead, do you think, like, our our perception of Kyle Shanahan is irreparably harms like I, I know that he's still like he has a reputation at this point but like he's still a top three nfl coach if you're drafting oh, yeah. coaches I, or top five draft, like does it does it change permanently if he blows another lead here it ch- go ahead Charlie. i genuinely feel like it's gonna be seeing him walk off that field is gonna be like seeing kendall roy walk towards the east river <laughs> after not getting <laughs> becoming the ceo of uh, waystar royco yeah i think that we can only have one kind of opinion of people uh like celebrity people like there's one thing and Kyle Shanahan has always been like offensive guru he can make any quarterback into a productive quarterback and that's what we think of him even with these collapses but if he does it again I think it then becomes like the one thing we know about him is he struggles in putting away these big games it's just they're gonna have a camera on him for the entire mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Like, you're going to see so many shots of Kyle Shanahan on the sideline just looking at that play sheet, just looking at the runs, thinking, I kind of want to throw the ball. <laughs> I don't know. We will see. Can't wait. Should be mm-hmm. fun. Last one. Got a love story out there. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I, did you Ooh. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Do you know about this? Ooh, okay. uh, question. Taylor's flying from Tokyo to Las Vegas to watch Travis play in this game. What are the chances you would fly from Tokyo to Las Vegas to watch your significant other play in the most important sporting event of their life? Zero. Would be a little concerned if my wife sitting yeah. up in the Super Bowl. But I'll 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 go a hundred. Like she's flying on a private jet. It's not like she's flying coach on United from Tokyo to Los Angeles or to Vegas. Like she's gonna be in comfort and style the entire way. Yeah. I said zero because what are the chances that my wife's gonna be playing in the Super Bowl? Zero. I think true love is not having to take that 25-hour flight. Oh, yeah. It's nice. not 25 I know, hours. I know, however long the flight is. <laughs> yeah, it's a day. Charlie's traversing the oh, earth to go I mean, to the States. <laughs> he's taking a ship. Olden days. <laughs> anyway, good times. Can't wait for Tay-Tay to be there. See her on screen a bunch. Can we Can we have the real question about this, about this game, about this situation? I feel like Charlie's follow-up is going to be is Taylor Swift going to get proposed to? Is that fair to... There are odds on that. There are actual odds on that. That was was my prediction. And the number moved very dramatically, I believe, very quickly after it went up. A lot of people betting yes. Is that like, so... 
I've never been one for like those type of like public yeah. things. I can't imagine Shocking. that's something that Taylor like I understand it maybe if you're like a college kid or something. No, you probably shouldn't be proposing to college anyway. But Taylor Swift, Travis Hunter. Yeah. Taylor Swift is the most famous person or one of the most famous people in the world. I don't imagine that she wants her proposal on <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday. I can't imagine that she would like that. Maybe she would. I don't know her, but it seems odd. Like, it seems like something that would be cool to someone who's not always on TV. Someone who's always on TV, I would imagine, would want a private proposal. Who knows? You mean so, you don't so, want it to be so like... Stephen A does not want a public proposal, is what you're saying. No, no. Stephen A <laughs> want, want a big booty Latina. Bottom, bottom Peter. <laughs> His want own a, words, not mine. He want a big booty Latina to ask him to marry him in private. You don't think... Respectful. You don't think it's that. like when you... You don't think Taylor Swift has been, like, grinding tape of Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl? Mm-hmm. Everybody liked They're, that. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I was like, oh, can we? Like, what did they also, run? Like, what, let, what, what play do they run? Statue of Liberty. They're going to run Statue of Liberty. Just going to run the Statue of Liberty in the red zone for their massive comeback victory over the 49ers. And then, Tra- then Travis Kelsey is going to propose. Is it selfish, though? Because it's like biggest moment in Boise State football history. And then what's the kid's name? I forgot his name. He's like, you know what? Hey. Forget this moment for all of you guys. Now it's going to be about my proposal. No. Was let Kellen Moore the quarterback in that game? Let, let everybody celebrate. They go propose the next day. Why do you got to make – anyway, mm-hmm. enough said. What, how, what, was there a person in that locker room who was like, man, we won that game. It was the highlight of my life, but yeah. I didn't propose to anybody. What <laughs> no. a bummer that was. I'm saying – okay, you're right. I'm just being a I apologize. I take it back. Propose anytime That's you want. That's my job. <laughs> I know. You're doing a good job. You're doing Thank a good you. job. And I'm sorry. That's why you came for me because I stepped on your job. Well done. Full circle. Nice call back. Show's over. Thanks, Bill, for joining us. Thanks, Charlie, for joining <laughs> us. Thank you, Podville. This might be one of the last times we're in this beautiful studio. I'm going to miss it. They've been so good to us. Thank you to Megan, Serafina, Brian, Kevin, and Ortez, that coward. Coward. Austin to pee off. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.